Today's scripture reading is Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 through 11. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them and to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than yours. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not make it without watering the earth, and make it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. Good morning. I'm Pastor Tim. If we haven't met, uh, and if you're visiting us, uh, please come say hi to me after the service. I'd love to meet you. Uh, as Pastor Mark said, we are in a series called God, Are You Up There? I think we've all probably asked that question at one time or another in our lives. Uh, perhaps in a time of crisis, we've cried out this question, God, are you up there? Do you care? Do you know what's going on in my life? Hello? God, are you up there at all? So we're asking that question. It's a great question. Uh, last week, Jesus uh, said these words, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there with you. Whenever two or three of us get together in Jesus' name, he's there. So turn to someone right now and go, he's here, you know. Go ahead and say that to somebody. He's here. How is that possible? Are we, is this just, I mean, how is that even possible? Well, first, Scripture says with God all things are possible. But what we know from Scripture is the Holy Spirit is the third person of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And when Jesus said these words, he said, when you get together for worship or Christian learning or mission and you're gathering in my name in that space, I'm there by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm there in the Spirit of God is moving and breathing among us. So when we're here right now, he's here. We've been lifting up our um, mission statement in this series, and uh, we'll bring it up on the screen, and we're all going to read it together. Here we go. To enable all to come, connect, and commit to Jesus. This is important. If you are in an organization, you should probably know your organization's mission. You should probably know your mission statement. Uh, and your core values. And we have something called the Alleluia Loop, which helps us explain what we're doing here as a church. Who's in the middle of that loop? Jesus. And as we go around this loop, we start, and it's hard to see it, but, uh, but the, the far left, the, the, as we enter that arrow, it says come, and it points to worship. That's what you're doing right now. We're worshiping. You've come into this Alleluia Loop right now through worship. Then you go around the top, and you come to the other side, and we connect through learning. We have learning at all ages. We presented Bibles this morning to kids, but every age group here has an opportunity to learn. And we're going to focus on that in just a minute. And then around the bottom, we commit through serving. So you come into any of those places into the loop, and you just start looping around. Am I worshiping? Am I learning? Am I serving? Am I worshiping? Am I learning? Am I serving? And we start this loop as a church. And we are so much better when we're all doing those three things than just one or two. 
We're so much better when we're worshiping together. We're so much better when we're learning together. We're so much better when we're serving together because God is present and moves and breathes among us. So we have that core value we're going to talk about today in Christian learning. God, are you up there uh, in our learning, in our Christian learning? We have a core value. If you can see the screen, here we go. Read it with me. Christian learning is lifelong and grounded in God's word. The two things underlined. The first one is what? It's lifelong. And the second one is what? It's grounded in what? Our Christian learning is lifelong. Let's talk about lifelong learning first, and then we'll get to it being grounded in God's word. Christian learning is lifelong. There's a horrible joke that pastors tell to each other, and it goes like this. The, the church had a problem in their bell tower with bats, infestation, bats everywhere. And so the council got together, and they decided with the pastor they're going to call an exterminator. Exterminator comes, they pay the exterminator, and no help, the bats are still there. So now the council says, well, let's get a, a prayer team together and let's pray the bats away. So I find it interesting that they went to prayer second. But anyway, <laughs> they get together and they have this prayer team going for about a week. And they're praying for the bats to leave the bell tower. And they don't. So, so the pastor calls, finally, a, a couple weeks pass. And uh, the council or the council's called together by the pastor for a special council meeting. He says, I need to have a special meeting. Get in my, let's go, let's get in the conference room. They get together, and they're sitting around the table, and the pastor says, our bad problems have been solved. And the council looks in shock and awe, and they go, Pastor, what? He says, I took care of it. I said, Pastor, wow, what did, what did you do? What did you do? Nothing we did worked. He said, oh, I just confirmed them, and we haven't seen them since. Now, I prep that joke by saying it's horrible, because it's funny, because it's you know, all humor is partially true, I think. But it's horrible because in our churches, sadly, that's somewhat true. The majority of our high school kids drift away. But a strong group of our kids at Alleluia are still connected. Our AY High high school group is something... To, to get on your knees and give God thanks for on a regular basis because we have dozens and dozens of kids who show up here on Sunday nights to gather and learn about their faith, who, who are a part of a, a band called Tub. Some of them are playing uh, with our worship team this morning, who are meeting with faith mentors uh, on a regular basis, adults who are, are meeting with them, who go on mission trips, who actually pay money to go on mission trips. Think about that. And we have this incredible uh, high school group. So it's an amazing thing. And I know I'm looking around. We've got high school kids here right now. Let's give some love to the high school kids that are here right now. Worship. Woo! You are some of my favorite people. You are some of my favorite members of the church because you are here right now. And you are, and you are engaging in lifelong learning. And we are a church who unapologetically is competing for the hearts of young people in this community. And we will never stop. We will never stop competing for the hearts. And so bring your teenagers to worship. Bring your teenagers to learning opportunities. Ruthlessly, ruthlessly, parents, I want to encourage you and invite you to stay at it and stay at it. I don't want to go. Too bad. How important is it? How important is it for them to know the love of God that's deep and wide? 
One of the areas in my life that I've done a lot as a way of illustration on our relationship and learning about God and our faith, one of the areas I've learned the mo- most of the, in my life is 24 years ago, almost to the day, my, a, a young woman named Kathy married me, and I still can't believe she said I do. I still can't believe it. I'm humbled by that almost on a weekly basis, that this incredible woman would put up with me. I'm serious. And she is uh, an incredible, incredible person. Now, if someone on our wedding day handed me a book that said, Kathy the Amazing Woman, and I opened the, the, to the table of contents, and it said chapter one, her beauty inside and out. Chapter two, her quick wit and sense of humor. Chapter three, her amazing ability to be a long-suffering wife. Chapter four, her incredible mothering skills. Chapter five, her, her um, cooking ability, which, by the way, is the shortest chapter in this book. But anyway, chapter six, just being honest, <laughs> when she says, do you want dinner? And I say, what are my options? She says, yes or no. So, <laughs> so the book goes on. The chapters go on. And I have this book, but it's not until... 24 years later, 24 years later, I now can say, oh yeah, this is all true. I've had a lifelong learning experience with Kathy. Going through the ups and downs of life, going through the ups and downs of marriage, learning uh, to find each other in those ups and downs, in those moments, and learning about each other. We're learning things. Here's the funniest thing, though. In 24 years, I still haven't learned that my wife does not like Cheez-It crackers which blows my mind because every, every, every so I'll always offer her a cheese. Who eats Cheez-Its? Who doesn't love a Cheez-It? Okay, so here's the problem. She loves cheese. She loves cheese, like loves cheese. And she loves to eat crackers. You want a Cheez-It? How long have we been married? I don't know, X years. How many times have I asked, said yes to a Cheez-It? Never. Lifelong learning is so important in our relationship with God. We grow and we learn with God through the ups and downs of life. We grow and learn about our Savior Jesus Christ as he meets us in those moments of life through the highs and the lows and all the middle ground. We have this incredible opportunity on a lifelong basis to learn about our faith and God's love for us that's deep and wide. But it's not just lifelong. It's very importantly grounded, the second part of our core value. It's grounded in God's word. It's rooted deep. We're not here at Aliyah making this stuff up. There's a creator God who spoke creation into being, and from that day forward, the lives we live in this creation have been grounded in that word. That God is the author of the universe, that he sent his son to redeem it, and that his Holy Spirit keeps moving and breathing among us until God's plan for creation comes to its completion. It is learning that's lifelong, but it's not just learning, it's grounded in God's word. Let's look at God's word together. I hope you have a Bible. Don't feel bad about getting up and grabbing a brown worship Bible. We're going to start in Psalm 119 in the Old Testament. It's on page 495 in the brown worship Bible, Psalm 119. I want you to listen to the psalmist's heart. 
what is the, what is the psalmist saying as we skip through a lot of these verses? And by the way, this is the, lo- this is the biggest chapter in the whole Bible. So if you're ever playing Bible trivia or you just want to impress your friends, you now know the answer to the, tri- the longest chapter in the whole Bible. Psalm 119, there you go. So verse 1, blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. Jump with me to verse 9. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your what? Your word. 18, verse 18. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. Verse 29. Keep me. From deceitful ways, be gracious to me and teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set my heart on your laws. 33, teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees, that I may follow it to the end. Give me understanding so that I may keep your law and obey it with all my heart. 49, remember your word to your servant, for you have given me hope. 59, I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. 81, my soul faints with longing for your salvation, but I have put my hope in your what? Word. 89, your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. 97, oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser. 105, Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. What is the theme going through this entire Psalm 119? That that God's word is what? We're grounded in God's word. It's so important for the psalmist, and it's so important for you and me to live our lives grounded in that word. We hear one verse from Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew 24, verse 35. It's page 806 in your brown worship Bibles. Page 806, Matthew 24, verse 35. If you brought your own Bible, I have no idea what page that is. Heaven and earth will pass away, Jesus says, but my words will never pass away. Did you hear what Jesus said? Heaven and earth are going to pass away, but my words will never pass away. Finally, in the back of the New Testament on page 965 in the Brown Worship Bible, we have 2 Timothy 3.16. Page 965. I call this the second 3.16 in the Bible. You might know the John 3.16 one by heart, but this is, a, this is an incredibly important and powerful verse. 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. All scripture is God-breathed. Our Christian learning is lifelong, and it's grounded in God's word. So with those two things in mind, in our core value, let me ask you a question. How much of a priority is God's word in your life? Think about this for one second. If you, in your place of business, ever stop learning about your line of work, are you in trouble? If you don't get the next license, if you don't get uh, the next uh, uh, team meeting where new uh, things and operatives are going to be shared with with the team leaders, I mean, if you stop learning about your craft, how about your hobbies? 
If you stop learning about your fantasy football team, are you in trouble? Amen? I just got buzzed that Alshon Jeffrey is not playing for the Philly today, so I might have to make an adjustment here in the last minute. But anyway, if you don't stay on top of that, you're in trouble. Learning is lifelong. Do we give God's word that equal or even greater importance? Jesus says, my words are going to pass, or the heaven and earth are going to pass away. My words never will. My words never will. In Isaiah 55 today, I want to look at one verse with you, our base text for today. Verse 11. Isaiah 55, God speaks through the prophet, and listen to what he's saying to you right now. First of all, he sets it up in verse 10. God says, As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. Now here's 11. That was the setup. Listen. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Hear that again. It will not return to me empty, God says, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. When we commit and engage in Christian learning, God shows up. Where are you, God, in my learning? Oh, I'm right there, and I'm doing things even when you don't know I'm doing them. When you share the love of God with other people, God says, I'm doing something. You may not even know about it. True story coming up in a short video about a Sunday school teacher who stepped forward to volunteer. Watch what happened. I was teaching a Sunday school class. The lesson was about how kids could trust Jesus with their cares and burdens. In the activity, they wrote down their burdens on sheets of paper, folded them into planes, and flew them to Jesus. In my class were three rowdy boys. I don't know what they wrote on their papers, if anything. The class was fun, but I had no idea if the point was getting across. Until two years later, when the mother of one of those boys died. simple paper airplane would help this young boy remember that he could trust Jesus with anything, with everything. Never doubt that what you're doing matters. God says, my word does not return to me empty. It will accomplish what I want it to do. We're giving out first Bibles this weekend to the kids. And I brought my first Bible. This Holy Bible presented to Timothy James Householder. 
date, April 10th, 1977. We're driving home from church. My dad says, open it up. My dad said, jump. We answered how high. That's just what it was. So I said, okay. What? He goes, turn to Matthew. I said, okay. I knew where Matthew was because I learned the Bible song about the books of the New Testament. Matthew's first. So I went to Matthew. Read chapter 4, verse 4. I knew how that worked. The big numbers are the chapter, the little numbers are the verses. I went to Matthew 4, verse 4. And I thought, uh-oh, this is big because it's red letter. If it's red letters, that means Jesus wrote it. Okay? Red letter Bible. He answered. Jesus says this. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. One more time. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This became a life verse for me. Chapter 4, verse 4, 44 became my number in sports. I wore it close to my heart. The prophet says, my word goes out, it won't return to me empty. Jesus says, you can't live by the stuff of the earth alone. There's so much more to life than that. You live by feeding on the words of God. How are you connecting to God through that? How can we invite you to do that at any age, whatever your age is right now? Because remember, in Matthew today, Jesus said, heaven and earth are going to pass away. My words will never pass away. The dad who gave me this passed away. But the words he pointed me to will never pass away. Let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for for your holy word, for the gift of scripture. Lord, forgive us for the ways we've neglected uh, connecting with you uh, through learning more about you our faith in you and your your scriptures, and as we ask for your forgiveness, just fill us to the full with your deep and wide love, Lord, that now by the power of your Holy Spirit can deepen us in faith. I'm praying for that person here this morning, Lord, who who, uh, wants to to, uh, engage with you, who wants to know you more, who wants to, to turn to your scriptures more, to hear the words of your son, Jesus. I pray for that one, Lord, that they, they may come to know you in a deeper and more profound way through that process. And Lord, I pray for this church at any age. May we be a church that is committed to Christian learning, that is indeed lifelong, and most importantly, grounded in your holy word. In Jesus' name we pray and we all said together.